welcome to the Art of Franchise Marketing. Each episode takes a deep dive into the franchise space and explores how the biggest and best brands handle national branding, franchise development, employee recruitment, and localized marketing on a daily basis. This podcast is brought to you by Medsertive, a localized digital marketing partner for franchise networks. Medsertive's Madeline Park talks shop with franchise executives to discuss what's working, what's not, and answers the question, what else can you be doing to excel at the art of franchise marketing? Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Art of Franchise Marketing. I am your host, Madeline Zook, and today we have the infamous Danessa from Bio One. Danessa is the president of Bio One. We'll get into everything about that brand in a second. Um, Danessa, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I know. I, I feel like this was a long time coming. And Bio One is part of Five Star Franchising, correct? Correct, yes. Awesome. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I was like, all oh, these brands matching them up with their umbrella can get, can get complicated. <laughs> Anyways, tell me about yourself. How did you get into franchising and you know, leading eventually leading the charge for Bio One? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, I think more common than not for most people in franchising is they kind of fell into it accidentally, mm-hmm. you know, um, which Thankfully, we're finding that happens less and less that people are intentionally getting into franchising. But I started working at uh, then Molly Maid. Uh, I applied for an accounting assistant position. So my job was to get really good at the tanky, and I took all the royalty reports in and I entered them into the system. Oh so um, <laughs> highly marketable skill set. You know, my ability to recognize signatures was phenomenal. <laughs> but other than that, but it was it was a fun way for me to get to know franchising and to be able to kind of learn all facets of it. So I was there for about 20 years. And and during that time, uh, Molly Maid expanded and they added additional brands. And so during that time, it allowed me to um, wear different hats, you know, uh, everything from, uh, you know, I ended up heading up our accounting department and then um, moved over to do some license administration, which is really fun and get to understand things like the FDD and how to file in Canada and, you know, all (laughs) of the fun things that that really happened. Um, And then I I got some HR experience. Um, uh, We were, you know, they kind of said, hey, everybody comes and sits in your office and tells you all their problems anyway. So why don't we just make you the head of HR? So I said, okay. It happens to me, but uh, they would never make me HR. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, she said, what? <laughs> well, and then it's like, oh, but now I have to tell their secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it was fun. I, you know, I, I love working with people. And so that was, that was just a natural fit for me. But then with that, um, then I moved over to operations and training and had the opportunity to just enjoy learning and working with franchisees directly and developing training programs and um, did all of that. And, and they added brands and, and with Mr. Handyman and 1-800-DRY-CLEAN and all sorts of brands that we, we hear about. Um, but it was a great, I mean, many friends, you know, I mean, that's, I think, part of the charm of franchising is, you know, one, we have so many different opportunities to catch up with each other. So whether you're at the same company or not, you get to see all of your friends. And uh, and so some of my very best friends actually came from working there. 
um, and then I've just I've had the opportunity to um, work with some other brands um, like uh, premium franchise brands which was Jam Pro and Made Right and the ability to create something from the ground up it was a it was a complete startup kind of taking the the winning model of Jan Pro and being able to then create something in the residential world uh, so that was fun to do and um, and then kind of took a little bit of a leap outside of home services um, and worked with um, PMI Property Management Inc. Uh, which moved me out west, which I think my family was really ha happy about because it moved us closer to family, which is always a blessing and a curse, right? We love family uh, and they're wonderful and we're also glad when they go home. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, we did that, um, did that. And then recently, uh, just in the past uh, four or five months, I've joined the uh, five-star team here at, at Bio One. And so it's been fun. It's It's a great... It's, it's unique to be in an industry where um, I know very little about biohazard and crime scene and trauma cleaning, um, but what I know is franchising. I know how to build a brand. I know how to build a team, um, and I love working with franchisees, and so it, it, is, it is wonderful to be in, in an industry that allows you to be able to do that and still bring over transferable knowledge. Sure. And I think that what you said there is great because it is part of the charm of franchising is having all of those friends that eventually turn family. So were you there when Meg Roberts was there? Yeah. 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 So Meg's, Meg's uh, podcast is coming out this week, which is funny. Oh, is she? Oh, yes. That's awesome. I love Meg. Meg, um, Meg is amazing. And um, we could probably just devote a whole you know, hour just talking about her and, and her amazing skill sets and feats. But it's fun to have people like her that I can reach out to. And she does so many amazing things with, you know, the 30 under 30 mentoring program. And it's just, it's fun to do that. It's fun to be able to be involved and support our friends and colleagues there. A hundred percent. And I guarantee you when you were at Molly Made or Made Right, I was the director of brands at Made Pro. So we were just, you know, one step <laughs> off, one step off. I was probably the one like, what are they doing over there? That's so good. I don't know. Like I, my CEO would be like, well, what's Molly Made doing? And that, you know, they're growing. And I'm like, you want me to call them? Like, I don't <laughs> Nowadays we can, but back then right? I was like, oh, who I'm supposed to call? Like, well, well that's awesome. That is so amazing because I don't think I knew that. And, yeah. and we watched Made Pro. You guys did a whole rebrand and it was yep. amazing. And we did. We watched. We we're like, this is really interesting what they're doing. And they've changed their look and feel and it's so clean. And it's, yeah, you, that's that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And fun fact while I was there. So we, I was a director of brands and it was Made Pro. And then it was, you know, a whole bunch of other brands. And my, I met my husband who's a Made Pro franchisee. So we own a whole bunch of Made Pros now and along with some other brands so i was like i hold it near and dear. home cleaning is near and dear to my heart as weird as that may sound yep. <laughs> but i'm yes. sure it is for you too i i right here same yeah. same <laughs> so you now i was i was telling my husband i'm so excited to hear about bio one because i've been following you guys forever tell me or tell and specifically our listeners what bio one does and then we'll mm -hmm. kind of get into a little bit more of the the nitty-gritty oh absolutely so um so bio one we are a crime scene trauma cleaning company and so um everything from you know suicide cleanup to um what we call unattended deaths mm -hmm. so so you know an undiscovered body 
Um, uh, we we specialize in that. We also do like the hoarding cleans. Um, so, you know, just kind of the cleans that require a little bit more expertise, a little bit more knowledge, and sometimes, you know, some deconstruction. And uh, so, uh, so we, that, that is kind of our, our bread and butter. Um, it's a unique industry though. I mean, cause you know, we all, we're all true crime fans. We all have listened to, and we're all, there's a lot of curiosity about it. Um, and, and it was really interesting because at first when, when I was talking to Five Star about it, I thought, okay, this is interesting, but I don't know how, I don't know how transferable my experience is here um, to something like this. Mm -hmm. um, but, and I don't know if I have the stomach for it, right? I mean, that is the question that most people ask themselves. And uh, one of the interesting things that I think sometimes gets overlooked is the people aspect of it. And so, you know, we did our franchise business review survey with our franchisees and, and the thing that came back just off the charts was the, the satisfaction for what they do, mm -hmm. which again, you ask a residential cleaning company, I don't know if satisfaction is that high, partly just cause you know, it's cleaning homes and cleaning toilets and things like that. But, um, but the satisfaction of being able to go in and help someone during the toughest time of, you know, an event that's going on right. uh, and the compassion and the empathy that they get to experience in helping people is amazing. It's amazing. And so that people part of it is really quite interesting. Um, it's, it's a tough industry because, you know, people are, they, it's, it's a bit sensationalized. We, we've all seen the videos, you know, that are out there on YouTube and it's not, it's not what we want to be known for. We want to be known for that empathy and that compassion. And, and it's reflected in the reviews we get. I was just reading on, um, on our Facebook group, one of our franchisees posted just a thank you note. And, you know, thank you notes are, are um, they do your soul good, right? I mean, when you realize you've helped someone and you hope, you hope that during this time of grieving, this time of sadness, that, um, you know, they can, they can spend time with family and, and mourn like they need to. And it was just a sweet note just saying, thank you so much for helping us during that time and thank you for your compassion thank you for your empathy thank you for um just being the ones that we could count on so we didn't have to think about that and those are those are big deals and and i think for so many of us and for our franchisees that's why they do what they do and i think it's interesting that it's more framed for the franchisees on the empathy side because it's so true because sure when you're like myself, I'm all cuddled in on Friday night. I'm turning on SVU. I was like, who's getting shot tonight? But when right? you add the realistic component to it, especially if you were to put yourself in those shoes, that is something you want professional, you don't want to worry about. And for instance, I, and this is like completely not even at scale to what you guys do, but I was in the car and the car ahead of me smashed this dog. So oh. the owner's freaking out, the car person's freaking, or the driver's freaking out. I get out, I'm holding the dog who's now dying oh. in my arms. And I'm telling the lady, like, just, you know, calm down, be with your dog. And then she, you know, the dog passes and she goes, can you drive us to the vet? 
because I don't have a car and an ambulance pulls up. I was like, y'all take pets. And they were like, no. So it's, that's just another instance of like, the last thing she wants to do is now deal with the cleanup of the situation. And I cannot even imagine that at a, at a much grander scale. Now, in terms of locations, how many locations do you have? Yeah. So we have 130 locations, uh, and focused on the contiguous U S and so, uh, and what would draw someone to want to open one? I get the wanting to help people, but yeah. I can also see the, the argument of you want to help people. Why don't you open like a elderly center? Cause at least they're mm-hmm. alive. Like what yeah. would draw someone to a bio one yeah. hazard type cleanup? And, and on the other side of not just going like tornado or flood damage, you're going like right. to the human. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so we, <laughs> right? Well, and it's a big thing. I mean, it's the question we ask people when they're looking at Bio One as an opportunity is, is this the right business for you? I mean, truly, you are going to see things that most people don't ever see in their life. You're going to smell things that most people don't ever want to smell. Um, but we do, we get a lot of first responders. Um, we get a lot of um, uh, uh, former military uh, people who, you know, this is, they recognize the need. They recognize that this is, um, unfortunately, a growing industry. Uh, and for that, they recognize that there's just, there's a phenomenal need for it. And so with that, you know, they they know that they can also, um, you know, they need to be able to, respond to it they've seen it uh and and but then we also tell people hey um you also have the opportunity to you know hire a general manager who is going to do that and you'll be the sales and marketing side of it you'll be the relationship building um piece of it but uh it is it's it's a little unique i mean even from a marketing standpoint you know most people are like i mean it was the same reaction i had i'm like oh i don't know i don't know if that's me uh, you know, I, do we align like house cleaning, cleaning bio? I, I don't know if that's that's really what I, I get excited about. But um, but the more you get dig into the business model, it's a pretty awesome business model. Um, it's it's amazing the ability to find people to help. Um, a lot of times it is it's people who have who've um, either been in this industry or they recognize the need for it. And, mm-hmm. and they like to help people. I've got franchisees who I've got a couple who are like, Hey, I don't want to be out of the suit. I like, I like the interaction I have with franchisees. I like the ability to be able to help them and to be able to comfort them and to be yeah. able to, um, you know, support them in addition to, you know, the cleaning. So it's, it is, it's interesting. It, I think it, everybody has a little bit of a different itch and it kind of, you know, it, there's a little bit of everything in it. Sure. Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, every time I do a podcast, someone's like, oh, why don't you buy one of our franchises? Well, my husband will probably buy any franchise you put in front of him. Like he drunk, <laughs> drunkenly almost signed an FDD with authority brands at the IFA a couple of years ago. I was like, <laughs> but um, yeah, he passes out when he sees blood. So just, oh yeah, like, oh, it's a no go giving birth. I was going to have a C-section and he's like, Oh, I don't feel so good. I was like, you don't feel so good. I was like, well, do you have a tummy ache? So that's for this is probably out of our purview. But that said, which leads me into my next question is everyone is struggling finding employees. 
is it even harder for you guys or is it not necessarily easier but is it almost you know relatively yeah. stable because it's so niche you get those paramedics you get those military right. what is hiring like do you have to pay more because there's a guy who's famous on TikTok for doing a bio cleanup and i'm yeah. like you know he shows what he has to do and i'm like i can't imagine how much yeah. you would need to pay for someone to do that yeah. regularly so talk right. to me about that yeah absolutely um you do you pay them well you mm -hmm. pay them well I mean, one, being in a Tyvek suit for hours at a time um, with a respirator, um, it is, it's unique. And, um, and so you wanna make sure that your employees um, are well compensated. Um, we've, we, you know, I mean, it's also, there's a, a mental health aspect to it as well. We talk with our franchisees, how do you, how do you help your employees decompress when they've come from a scene that, you know, again, these are these are tough things and there are people behind it and and there are stories and there are families and there are victims and so um with that uh you know you do you're you're looking for people who uh one have no you know they're they're hard workers you know that they're they're um they're comfortable in a suit they're comfortable recognizing that there are challenges um, we've got, um, we just uh, created a video um, with one of our franchisees out in Atlanta and it was a, it was a hoarding clean and uh, Nate is the gentleman and he regularly talks about the person who came in and how he didn't make him feel bad. He didn't make him feel like, you know, um, like, oh, can't believe you live in, you know, live like this. Like, helping them understand that this happens this is this is you know this this we we can take care of this we can realign your space it's wonderful to to have people like that who recognize hey these are collectors these are people who need help and and it's not just a cleaning service that comes in so yeah it's um it is unique it's unique in in the people that you find and then we want to make sure that we provide resources to them to Make sure that they continue to do that, that there is a, they do have an outlet to decompress, whether I, I was talking to a franchisee who said, yeah, she offers counseling yeah. to her, her employees, uh, you know, just to make sure that you, you see that a lot, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you, a lot of people witness maybe one or two things in their lifetime, let alone one or two things a, a day. So I think that's an incredible focus that you guys also you know, coach for your employees through that and not just a way that's like, hey, on the marketing side, like appeal to their feelings. It's like, nope, this is a foundation of what makes us go, um, yeah. which is really incredible. When you, you mentioned hoarding and a fun fact is that I was actually on the set of Hoarders, the show once, and um, I went there, made pros doing the cleaning and I went to oversee. And a lot of times I think you watch that show and you're like, oh, if I was there, I would just go in there and throw everything out and just, you yeah. know, you know, you get that satisfaction of like emptying house and it's not like that at yeah. all. These are yeah. real people who either have illnesses or they've, they're elderly yeah. or they, you know, they struggle walking and they just need help and this is their stuff and the cleans. Yeah. It's not just like you or me who filled a room with Target stuff that's brand new. It's the stuff that's, you know, we opened that fridge and I thought I was going to pass out that sort of yeah. stuff, but you just, 
you know, it's, it's not just cleaning, like you said, it's really right. going in there and it's like deconstruction of people's lives and their homes um, to really get them to a place where they right. can be, you know, healthy, healthy again. So, you know, I feel like I could talk to you about this all day. Anyways, talk to me about marketing. Now, I assume the marketing is a bit different because you, it's not like someone casually on a Tuesday was like, oh, I think I'm gonna have bio one come out, right? right. It's, it's very probably emergency based point yeah. of situation. Do you work with like police stations and fire stations a lot? What does your marketing mix look like in terms of that yeah. lead generation? And ideally not a recurring service, but is that right. something you guys have to visit on the business side? So, so it's interesting. Um, so there are two primary, I mean, we tell them absolutely primary marketing is boots on the ground marketing, right? It's the networking with your local first responders, with victim advocate groups, uh, with um, coroner's offices, you know, just getting your name out there um, because they're the ones that see it. And so from that, you know, the family is like, what do we do next? You know, they, they, most people think that the police clean it up. And they're shocked. Yeah. They're shocked to hear that they don't, and they're not. They're not set up for that. They don't have the cleaning products, and and so being able to have relationships with with those groups is is very helpful. From a national standpoint, we do some national marketing. So we partner with like um, the FBI, um, National Academy Associates Association, and just helping them understand. Hey, for people who um, just getting out to as many of those first responders to be able to help them know there is a resource available. Um, we also, on a national level, participate in like things like um, Suicide Prevention Month uh, and being able to really be able to say, hey, we see a lot of this. Here are some resources available to you. Here are some things that you can do. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. Our franchisees are they have such big hearts um, and some some of them get into this because it's something that's happened to them you know it's something that has affected their life uh, I actually one of our one of our franchisees uh, last week was telling me about um, he had a son who committed suicide and uh, and so for him anytime he, he always anytime they get a suicide cleanup call he goes he says I I know what they're going through. I've been through it. And then what he's decided to do, he also has said, if you can't pay for the clean, he uses the money that he got from his son's life insurance policy oh. um, to pay for that clean. And then for others who do pay for the clean, it goes into that fund to make sure that nobody has to, if they cannot pay for it. Most times homeowners insurance policies cover things like that. Mm -hmm. But if for some reason it can't, they can't, then he wants to make sure that's his commitment to it. Something he's passionate about is something he's close. It, it's, he doesn't do it to get more business. He does it because he's, this is something that he recognizes and he's, he's close to. And so that relationship he has with those police departments. So when they encounter that, they know exactly who to call. So he's built those relationships there um, for something that is just really personally 
important to him. And then, you know, we we have fun with, you know, um, coffee with the cops and and um, donut, you know, we bring donuts and we bring um, treats for the canine units. And oh. so really being able to do some some fun things, some community efforts, um, things like that. But you're absolutely right. We are not something that, you know, someone's scrolling through Facebook and says, hey, I should call by a one. Um, but what we try to do is be top of mind so that when something like that happens, they say, oh, we see bio one everywhere. These are the people who need to come and clean. Or when a, a child or a family member is scrolling through and they s see our ads for hoarding cleans and they say, I think we, it's time to get mom some help. Um, and so being able to, to do that. Um, so it, you still get your traditional marketing, but then you also, we also have a pretty heavy um, digital, digital presence as well. Now, do you guys do any like commercial work or anything? Like do you do like, like if there's a highway accident or like any type of work in hospitals or like yeah. hospice homes, do you guys do any commercial work as well? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it, we've, <laughs> it's not uncommon for us to get a call when um, there's yeah, part of the highway needs to be cleaned. Um, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but we've also, we've also, we were pretty involved in the, um, the Mandalay Bay concert shooting. Um, you know, we had several of our franchisees fly in to help with cleanup there. Um, you know, some of these, like the Orlando nightclub, um, you know, they reached out to us to consult and to be able to give them some feedback and some recommendations on how to clean that. Um, so it is, it's, um, it's, it is unfortunate that this is becoming more and more common. Um, at the same time, we want to make sure that people know that they're, you know, that they don't have to take care of it themselves. Yeah. And what is, you know, I'm sure someone who like myself in a cute little suburb is it's always the oh it'll never happen to me type thing yeah. or it's not you know for years what is a general lead flow like because i'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking oh they must only get like one or two leads a month or you know what is yeah. an average thing they're looking at so we can kind of get an idea of the scale of it yeah yeah uh that that's a great question <laughs> and so it, it and it's a unique it's a unique business in because you're right there's not a lot of recurring business you know you're not you're not going to the same house i mean unless it's it's for like a, a you know a, i don't know um rodent or or rodent feces cleanup or something like that ideally hope hopefully you're not going back frequently yeah. um but uh when when you look at it, there are a couple of things. One is quite a few of our our um, jobs that we get for light bio work is is handled with um, with insurance, homeowners insurance. Okay. Those tend to be bigger, you know, bigger picture pieces. And then you've got a hoarding, you've got cleaning season. You know, just like any in residential cleaning, we always knew that kind of spring cleaning sure. was a big deal. <laughs> and so that same thing for us, you know, it's like kind of spring to you know um third fourth quarter is okay. kind of that prime because things start to warm up things start yep. to smell um yes. and so with that right i know they're the things you you yeah, don't ever think yeah. about yeah. right but but there is a seasonality to it and so as we look at it you know it's it's hard to determine you know what is an average you know one hoarding job could take you weeks 
Uh, and so, um, but we have businesses that, you know, uh, are just getting started and they're doing maybe some of the smaller smaller jobs you know we do a lot of um, police car remediation drug remediation you know all these things with fentanyl and how dangerous it is and and so being able to help come in and help the police departments with with uh kind of meth fentanyl you know any kind of drug drug remediation meth right. houses things like that um so it's kind of all over the board you could have a week that's amazing and then you could have a week that's a little bit slower and mm -hmm. so we've got some franchisees who uh we'll send they'll send in their numbers and we're like you guys had an awesome week and they're like yeah we've got three more big insurance pr insurance jobs coming down the pipeline as well and so it, it is one of those that the more consistent they are with their marketing the yep. more consistent that will be but it, they have to make sure that they are consistently doing the boots on the ground consistently keeping their pay-per-click campaigns going i mean it's the same thing with any business right um the key is just to make sure that they're doing it and they're keeping an eye on it and that when they get really busy they don't forget about it sure i love that's like the quote of the the podcast right. when you get really busy don't forget about it um and my final question before i gonna get into our like bonus questions is you are the president how do you lead your corporate team or how would you even respond to people who say or are having a hard time with feeling like we want to grow but in growth comes people's pain you know that oh. that sort of thing how are we how how do i not frame it where that i'm exploiting you know some people's trauma so as yeah. the president and leader how would you speak to that yeah I've asked that question many times, partly because because there is that sense, right? It's right. like, okay, so we have this opportunity to be at this show that focuses on suicide awareness. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you justify a bio one? We come in when that, you know, we come in after the, after the fact, yeah. and we hope that you never have to call us. Right. Um, and so one of the things that we've been doing, and we've been doing this with, with um, hoarding season as well, is just being able to provide resources. So right now we've got, I don't know, a huge hoarding, a hoarder's guide, um, which I'm sure there's a better word for it. <laughs> hoarding for dummies. Right, right, different stages. I think it's the different stages of, of hoarding, but being able to help people recognize that you you know, because we all wonder at what level, like, have I shopped at, have I shopped at Amazon too much that my office has maybe a few boxes stacked up? And I don't know why I collect all of those things, but it was easier for me to buy the hair scrunchies in a set of a hundred versus two, you know? <laughs> so guilty, <laughs> right? Right. We all are. And so it's like, what level am I, you know, I, do I have these tendencies? And so being able to provide resources like that, helps us really focus on, hey, we hope we don't have to come to your house, but if we do, we recognize that there are certain challenges. And these are some things to look out for, and these are for family members who are helping family members who have it. Um, and so with that, same thing with suicide awareness is yeah. what resources can we provide? What are signs to recognize? Um, and that those are things that we really try to focus on versus the will come in and clean up if you're not successful got it yeah no, i like that because I, I think something you mentioned before was an unfortunate growing business because yes on the corporate side everyone's bottom line is this is great this is why people buy into a business because the mm -hmm. demand is there 
but you're right in saying that you need to make sure that it's right for your franchisees because that empathy, especially for your brand in particular, is the most important thing um, and the wellness. So, you know, I think that you are clearly the right person leading the charge and the message is clear. We don't want to grow, but we're there when you need us. And because you're leading with that message, you are the ones yeah. that people call in the unfortunate growing business. Yeah. So a little bit more on a lighthearted note, I always end with this because people, I, I ask it off the cuff and the, the answers are great. So if you could give a piece of advice to a franchisee, any franchisee, what would it be? And if you could give a piece of advice to a franchisor, what would that be? Okay, um, for a franchisee, I know this is, um, okay, for a franchisee, um, my answer is always follow the model. Follow the model, the business model. It is why you bought into a franchise. Um, it makes it so that you don't have to be as smart as everybody at the home office team. You you are leveraging their, their knowledge and be engaged with them too. I mean, that is probably the piece uh, that that you probably the biggest mistake I see uh, franchisees make is that they don't follow the model and they disengage with the home office. So then, when things are happening and they want to know about it, they're like, "What is this? What? I've never heard about this." It's like, "Well, we rolled this out two years ago," and and so and they're like, "Yeah, we're hearing about this for the first time from this wildly successful franchisee who has been doing it." So in an effort to to minimize that you know follow the model and be engaged with your with your home office for a franchisor um the thing that i when i joined five star the there were a couple things that i was looking for um when i wanted it i wanted it to be i wanted a growing brand like i want you know a brand you want who, the hustle you wanted right the Right, that's what you want. Like, like, and, and they're small enough and nimble enough to still make change that it's not like, oh gosh, we've got a thousand franchisees. It's really hard to make change software or change, you know? So I like, I like that aspect of it. But the other big thing that drove me, um, that really kind of excited me about the people is that they have solid core values. And so any franchisor, I think it is important to make sure you define what your core values are but more than define them, you have to live them. You have to recognize team members for them. You have to rec you have to recognize franchisees. You have to communicate it to your franchise network so that your franchisees are comfortable saying, "Hey, we know that that um, being real is one of your core values, and I don't think you're being real with me." Like I love that. I want. I, I love when people are real and they come and they because yeah. it's easy for people to just nod and smile and mm -hmm. i i i can't fix or help you if you don't tell me really what's going on so right. being able and so we talk about our core values regularly and, and when we have um with our team here at five star and at bio one we talk about our our core values and and being able to really recognize you know we, we every quarter we recognize team members who have thoroughly exemplify those core values. So it's more than just, you know, hey, we went through an exercise, we posted them, we printed them on some letterhead, and we've got a couple of really great infographics on it. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure that it was it was truly embraced. And it's why we it's how we hire people every, um, you know, our, our founder, he interviews every single employee. Um, he's one of the last interviews. And it doesn't matter if they're 
you know, um, the accounting assistant to a brand president. And so I appreciate that. It means he's protecting the culture here and, and that, you know, I mean, he's, he's got plenty to do, but it, it, for him, he, he says, Hey, it's important that I, I meet everybody that's yeah. going to join our team. So that for a franchisor, define it, embrace it, live it, love it, make sure your employees are well, well communicated to and that they embrace it and love it as well. I love that. And I think it's so true because a lot of times uh, people preach, this is our mission. This is our core values. These are our beliefs and everyone who works there abides by them. But at the end of the day, like people like to get recognized. And if I'm, you know, out here be one of my core values is, you know, full transparency and I'm being fully transparent with franchisees and they're finding success because of it. Like, yes, you should shout me out or shout whoever out because, you know, that is, you know, a, not only a positive, you know, way to give back to that employee, but it really encompasses and brings together the community as a whole for, oh, they're doing this to better our, our brand, our home office, our franchise. Right. And, you know, that's just celebrate everything. I'm on the yeah. celebrate everything. Trip. Right. <laughs> celebrate good when it happens. Cause we are so hard on ourselves yes. when something doesn't go wrong. And so it's so important. I, people sometimes say, oh, well, you know, we, it's not about a participation trophy. And I'm like, this, these are not, <laughs> these well, are not participation trophies. The participation trophy and celebrating everything. And you're <laughs> right. We are so hard on my, ourselves. I did something the other day. I either spilled something or wrote something wrong. And I was like, ah, oh, dang it. Like, oh. and my daughter from the other room who's four just goes, whoopsie daisies. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. That's not, I can't not fix it. She was like, right. it's okay. I was like, I guess, I mean, oopsie daisy. It's just, it's going to be that. So <laughs> anyways, I love it. Bio One is doing, you know, the work that nobody wants to do, yeah. but is, is needed to ensure that literally the world keeps going around. Danessa, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way to connect? Absolutely. They can email me at danessa.itaya, I-T-A-Y-A, at bioneinc.com, um, or they can just check us out at bioneinc.com. That's awesome. Um, so yes, check her out, check out BioOne, spread the news, spread the word. I know everyone has a paramedic, a firefighter, a, probably a hoarder or a beginning hoarder like myself. Um, <laughs> that you can that you can use to spread the word because like you said boots on the ground and, and networking and especially in times of need it's it's those relationships you lean on not necessarily you know the ppc ad so that's really great and we will catch everyone on the next episode of the art of franchise marketing thanks for listening to the art of franchise marketing this show is brought to you by netcertit we help franchise brands and multi-location businesses run localized digital marketing at scale. To learn more, visit netcertive.com.